Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, this is Better Make It Quick, the Wednesday edition of Better Than Yesterday, a podcast to make your day today better than yesterday. Because in this conversation, every conversation we've had since 2013, every single episode, there's something that'll do that, do just that. It'll make your day-to-day better than yesterday. That's what we're here to do. I'm Osher Ginsberg. I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a TV host, producer, dad, stepdad, bass player, guitar player, fake news show, fake news show presenter. And uh, what else am I doing today? I I don't know. I'm doing this. And I'm here with you three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Mondays, Wednesdays with a guest, Fridays with you. Wednesdays when we look back and we have a look back at some of the back catalog. And today we're going to episode 220 with Lucy Durack. Amazing. She's a singer. She's an actor. She's a television personality, the darling of the Australian musical theater scene. She is a superstar. Now, she became the superstar when she played Galinda in the Australian production of Wicked. Uh, she was also Elle Woods in Legally Blonde here in Australia. Lucy came on the podcast in 2018. This is before she was a cactus on The Masked Singer. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't know at this point that she'd been asked. Uh, she came on the podcast in 2018. And one of the first things I wanted to know was I knew that I wanted to have some sort of performance in my life very, very early on. What about her? When did musical theatre show up as the thing that she wanted to do? Well, that probably happened when I was 11. Our music teacher at school, he was involved in the WA Opera Company and they auditioned just my school for the children's chorus of Carmen. Uh, So they needed 12 like like 12-year-olds basically, year six and sevens, um, to be part of the children's chorus and I got into that. And I remember thinking <laughs> there'd been a couple of girls in my ear who'd been in the school musicals as like the children's parts, like the one girl's sister had been in The Sound of Music so she got to play Gretel and another girl had been Little Tree in Little Tree, Big Tree, which was some Easter play. And I remember thinking, oh, they're, they'll be they'll get this because they're really good and I just love to sing but didn't really 
wasn't I wasn't you know I could sing in tune but I wasn't particularly good but yeah I managed to I remember my name being called out the teacher came and stood in the middle of the two classes of year sixes and said now there's one girl in year six who's gotten in and her name is Lucy Durack and I remember like he said come on up and when I every time I've ever won anything or gotten anything like that and they've called my name I, I get up and then I have that moment of like oh my god maybe they didn't call my name and it was somebody else and how embarrassing and then as I'm walking forward I see that it is me but yeah every time I've ever anything like that's happened. I so think. your first experience, fluke. your first experience isn't Little Tree, Big Tree. I it didn't get into that. It no. isn't some sort of school play. It's the fucking West Australian <laughs> Opera yeah. Company. And it was, it was magical. It was so incredible. And we learnt like Carmen, no 24 less. pages like of the Hotel French. California of, of it, operas. It was pretty cool. Um, and I guess that was also probably my first experience with boys because the bo- there was six girls, six boys, and they were because they were the year above me. I like looked up to them so much, and we played spin the bottle. We locked the chaperone out of the dressing room, and we played spin the bottle with like a passiona bottle, and that was when I had my first like very timid, very like tame kiss with. Um, <laughs> think a couple of the boys but one boy that I really liked backstage at the theatre <laughs> yeah fantastic yeah we I remember we held hands it was you have to get go down a few um, floors of stair staircase to get to the stage and we were all dressed in our we we're in rags we we're sort of street mm. kids and they dyed our clothes and they smelled like Vegemite and I just loved all of the drama of it all and uh, they probably were dyed with Vegemite I don't even know and we went um, yeah and we I just kissed this boy Warwick and I really liked him and I held his hand as we walked down the stairs onto the stage and you're 12 I was 11 11 yeah yeah. So uh, what theatre was it in? It was w- at the Madge, so the beautiful old, it's the second oldest theatre in Australia, the oldest being the Theatre Royal in Hobart. And so it's this beautiful old theatre. It's It doesn't seat, it sort of seats, I don't know, but not as many as like the Burswood Theatre in Perth is where the big shows go, which is where we did Wicked and mm. any of the big shows go. So I haven't actually done, I've done a concert there since, but I've actually never done a show again there. Yeah. But it was really beautiful. They do sort of smaller operas and ballets and things so like that. So it was a big company, full orchestra, all that? Yeah. It was amazing and it ran for like four weeks and we Holy got man. paid and it was so exciting and I I just cried and cried and cried once it was over because I thought that was it. That was the only time I was going to get to do anything like that and it had just been the absolute pinnacle of my 11 years on earth. It was just everything to me and it was over and I had to go back to just normal school. And Did you do school while it was on? Yeah, we did school while it was on. And did you have a tutor come to the uh, theatre or did you no, have to go No, we just to... went to normal school because oh. we were all from the same school, so we just went and did normal so, school. But then you'd have to go, was it, I can't remember the show, were you like on the way all the way to the end or can you skip out after the We acts? would do a bow, I think, at the end. Oh, right, um, so you had to hang out. Yeah, we had to hang out, which oh. was just great. I just, I just wanted to live there, like I was so excited. And there was this amazing opera singer who's an amazing opera singer now and I've seen her a couple of times in as a grown-up with, careers um, called Elisa Wilson and she was playing Michaela I think the character's name is and she's this, the young ingenue she's beautiful and she wears she actually in our production wore this outfit that looked like Belle from Beauty and the Beast so it was this white fluffy flouncy um, top with a blue pinafore kind of dress and she had this long hair and she wore false eyelashes and she showed me how she put her false eyelashes and I did a project on her at school she was my hero and I just thought she was the best thing ever and I yeah kind of just went about my way trying to just be her for years. <laughs> Lucy Durack became a household name in Australia when she played Galinda in Australia's production of Wicked. And how she got that role, man, this is the stuff of legend. I remember the moment I heard 
like Linda singing the song Popular, which is that popular, you gotta be popular. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, I can, I can do this. I feel like mm. I can do this. And I hadn't done a lead role in a big musical, but I just was so, a lot of people are inspired by that show. Wicked is yeah. incredibly inspirational, but then I worked for like a few years to kind of get ready if it came to Australia or I was willing to just go anywhere in the world to try and get in. I just wanted to be part of it. I didn't care if I understudied it. I just wanted to be part of it. And I, um, when I did get to do it, it was completely magical and it changed my life. And then I, we, we sort of had done it for about three years and I got to the point where I was like, okay, I think my time with this, it was going to Asia and my boyfriend, now husband at the time, was working a lot in Australia and I didn't really want to be on too far away from him. It would have been like a good year and a half or something. So, yeah, and, and there was lots of other things I wanted to try. But we had this incredible thing that our producer, Bernadette Hayes, gave sent this email around to our company of Wicked and she said, now, you know, you're all going a lot of you are leaving the company and it's been a big three years. We'd had a lot happen. Rob Guest, our original wizard, very, very suddenly died three months into the run and we'd had lots of lots of things that we'd gone through as a company, life things, and just being kind of, you sort of institutionalised in a way when you're doing eight shows a week. You know, you're on a different time schedule to most people and, yeah, it's just a different life. But so you're going back out into the world. I'm going to, if you want we can have these group, three group sessions with a sports psychologist and I'll also pay for every, whoever goes to those to have a one-on-one session with this guy. Only three of us of the whole company of about, I don't know, probably 60 or 70 of us went and he helped us set up goals because it was that moment, like you just said, of going, all right, well, I got, this was my highest goal of my life that I could think of. And it was how fortunate that I got to do that. But, yeah, what do I do So this now? is a person whose job it was, like, say, for example, someone, you know, and we've all seen it, they stand there at the end of the grand final of, of what it is, he or she, whether, you know, she's just won the Soccer World Cup or something that she's got her baby with her and they're doing the interview and she's got the kid on her and she goes, and this is my last game ever. <laughs> and so this is the person that says, okay, yeah. you've done it, you've got the World Cup in your hands, um, let's help you transition out yep. of this thing you've been doing since you were 11 yeah. into finding something else. And that's really freaking cool it that your producer did that for incredible. you. She's yeah. an incredible woman. And this guy actually, funnily you should say, he he was the sports psychologist for the Australian cricket team for a while and he did exactly that with a lot of sports people because yeah. obviously that's quite a big thing. So it really helped us. And it kind of, he said, well, what do you want to do next? And I think we were all, the three of us who'd gone, we were sort of we're like, we didn't really know, but he was like, well, what do you love? Like what would make you happy? And I said, oh, I, I, I'm watching a lot of, I'm obsessed with different television series and I particularly like comedy, but he was like, was there something in Australia that you'd like to do? And I was like, well, I guess it would be like a mashup of offspring and modern family or something like that. And I just, I just thought of that the other day. And the series that I, I just filmed for Channel 10 called Sisters is essentially that, like it kind of is that it's a very modern family. Um, and, and it's by the creators of offspring. So I, he really did help me set up goals to sort of shoot for and do things and you know once you've got those goals then you have to do something about it and yeah he really he really did help me an enormous amount can we go back a little bit to when you were doing the three singing lessons a week and and the dance classes what was it like i mean i'm writing a book at the moment and i had um some spectacularly terrifyingly beautiful, glorious in their, in their failuring attempts at getting into QUT drama and UQS drama um, when I finished high school, uh, which included choreography. Uh, oh, boy. And, oh, boy. Me too. <laughs> but I remember showing up to those auditions and looking around and, like, uh, Gigi, 
up until she started high school, was doing 14 hours a week at one of the elite dance wow. academies here. Yeah. All right. And even then, you know, and there were girls who were doing seven more hours than that, including solos <sighs> and, 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 you know, one-on-ones and stuff like that. All right. Yep. And these are the kids that keep going through high school and then a year later are standing in this audition room. It, like, how did you deal with how intimidating that was? <laughs> I was really nervous. I, I had, I sort of had crippling nerves even once I, like in that first year of the certificate when I looked around and I saw how incredible everybody was and I really did feel like the weak link, like I felt like I'm not as good as these people and I'm pretty sure, so I did the certificate course and I felt extremely nervous and I my audition, oh, I, cr- I just cringe when I thought even my audition to get into the certificate course, no wonder they didn't take me the full-time course. We'd done Funny Girl at school and I played Fanny Bryce, the Barbara Streisand role. And we had a little bit of choreography that we'd done it, done in it. And I kind of took that and did that in my audition. I'm sure it wasn't very good. Not the choreography. The choreography was probably good, but I probably didn't do a very good job of it. Um, I hadn't choreographed it. Our choreographer had done, she'd probably done a really good job, but I, um, I just cringe thinking what, what I must've looked like, but they must've seen something enough of potential, I guess, to get me into the, the part-time course. And it's, it's a lot easier to get into the, the part-time course. We need to play some ads here because um, uh, like a musical theatre producer, you know, you got to pay your cast. I've got to pay my production team. So we're playing some commercials and back in a minute. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Better Make It Quick. I'm Osher Ginsberg. This is the Wednesday edition of Better Than Yesterday, which is... Um, there's hundreds of interviews by now, and we're going back to 2018 today, five years back to check out Lucy Durack and the conversation we had there. She came to my home in 2018. She's a household name uh, when it comes to musical theatre in Australia. She wasn't always. She's an actor. She's everything. But like every successful performer, Lucy had years of auditioning, not getting parts, play, you know, playing gigs for no money, working in retail, dreaming of a, of a big break. And I wanted to know what, what got her through that? What got her through those years of of hearing no all the time. How did she keep working towards her goals in the face of that? It was all about like that imagining that you're doing it and and even just the imagining that I was doing it was giving me such a lot of joy that that was keeping me going and and I, I was doing a lot of reading and stuff of different law of attraction books and all of that sort of thing and everything that just kept saying, you know, as soon as you get a negative thought, try and 
turn it into a positive, you know, or try and think of it in a more positive light, try and think of a more positive version of what you're thinking. So anytime I think I might not get it, I think, but I, but you might get it. And, you know, you, you just keep trying to be as focused as possible. And some days it was much harder than other days, but I think it was partly that I'd moved my whole, I'm such a fam, my family are so important to me. And I grew up in a family. We lived, we all lived walking distance from each other growing up, all my aunts and uncles and cousins. And I'd moved away from that. And I kept thinking, all right, well, if I've done that, then I have to commit to this fully because I've got nothing else. And if not, then I should just go back to Perth and find something that I can do in Perth because that is what makes me happy is being around my family. And so I think that probably the almost the isolation of that helped me a lot. And I was living with the most beautiful family. I had incredible support from my one of my closest friends that I grew up with, Rach, and her family moved to Sydney around the same, a bit before I did. And when I was at this rock bottom and I had no money and I needed to get a job, I'd gone around to Rach and Rach's mum, Marg's place and I was sitting around their kitchen table and they, and Marg just said, you should come and live with us. And she, every week I paid a really minimal board, which she never asked for. And if ever I was a bit late, I'd say, I'm so sorry and give it to her. And she goes, you know, we don't expect you to pay board. Like she just had such a lot of generosity in her heart and I forever I'm so grateful to the Fitzgeralds I was so incredible on top of that the year before that their Damien who um who is in their family had a dirt bike accident and became a quadriplegic mm. and so they were dealing with such a lot in their family and they just still were just incredibly kind to me Marg helped me look through the paper and find a job at the local physio where I worked for, as a receptionist for on and off for a few years there and she helped me so much just with her kindness and she was so sort of non-judgmental. She's a writer. She's a great writer. And, um, she saw, so she's a really, she's a creative person. And I think she just saw that I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And she just helped me just by being there, like, and being really, really kind to me and very, very generous. Do you try and do that in your life now? Like to others? I, I do like, and I really, I remember the people who were, help me through that time and when I if I can see somebody having a hard time I want to try and be there for them it's a fine line between being there for somebody and pushing your <laughs> trying to be there for them in an almost overbearing way so it's um try, I'm always trying to be conscious of that at the same time but but yes I um I do try and be there and I'd love to be I don't I'm definitely not as kind and generous as Mark but she's somebody definitely to aspire to Oh, there's, there's time. I'm sure, I'm sure some, you know, you'll, it'll be a day where some, you know, some 22 year old kid that you, you're like, oh, kid, you've got it. You're in a bad time right now. It'll, and you'll be like, the only thing I can do is let you move in with me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be, you know, yeah. that'll, that'll be, that'll be what happens. Uh, right. So I, I do want to ask you, and, and I have talked about this before, but it, it's, it's, it's a way to ask the question that, that helps kind of get to the to the bottom of it. Um, so I, even when I was, you know, doing Idol or um, when I was doing, I, I, when I did Channel V, I, I, I love doing it because I love music and it's all I wanted to do, right? Idol, I love music, it's all I wanted to do. Um, here on The Bachelor, it's, and Bachelor in Paradise now and The Bachelorette. So these, I don't know how I, I went from being unemployed to having three primetime shows, but Lucy, it's <laughs> Nailed happening. Nailed it. Congratulations. Um, I love those shows as well. Don't worry. You know, unemployment is still in there. <laughs> it's still, still in the future. Um, 
the, the absolute core of, yes, I love working with the team. Yes, I love, love the people that I work with. Yes, I love to go to work every day and help people fall in love. I don't mind that this is how I get to pay my mortgage and, you know, put shoes on the kids' feet and, you, yeah. know, you know, food in the fridge and, you know, help Audrey and, we, the, you know, we can all make a family together. All those things are nice. What I really, really, really love about what I do is that I give people who otherwise, who don't know each other, I give people who otherwise don't know each other, I give them something in common that they can talk about. And that is the best thing about my job. And like people can be sitting on a train, on a bus, out of like, you know, yeah. whatever. And they go, oh, did you see what happened with Jared yeah. last night? Oh, I know. That's the thing that I love about what I do. I get to help people in our community that otherwise wouldn't have something to talk about, give them something to talk about. Yeah. So what is it? Despite how much you, you know, always wanted to do this, what, what is it that you just love about what it is that you do? I, I love, I, I guess I tend to mostly play characters that are good by nature. And so within the realms of, of that, I like to be part of a storyline that inspires people to be kind of hopefully the best version of themselves. And that sounds a bit wanky and I'm sure that's not what I do for heaps of people. Don't but walk back from it, Lucy. Hold fire, hold firm. But that is what I love playing characters with a core of goodness. Yeah. And it's what I, I guess it helps me too because that's what I'm striving towards. And we all have faults and we all have flaws and... Um, but it's about celebrating. The more I go on, the more it becomes more that I, the jobs that I want to do are about people who have a realness to them. They might not be in a real setting, but they have something real and truthful about them. And there's something that's difficult and that they're overcoming it by using a lightness or a goodness. And that's, I like being part of those storylines and I like being part of that perhaps inspiring people to just live their best life. The full conversation with Lucy Durack is well worth listening to. Even if you're not a musical theatre, just how she went after and achieved what she wanted is extraordinary. You can hear it in episode 220. Just scroll back on through the podcast feed to check it out. I'm going to split. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks to Bree Steele, who produced this episode. Andy Marr on audio and video post-production. Toe Hyder, who made the music. And Rachel Barrett, my executive producer and executive function producer. That's an ADHD joke. Okay. If you need me, send us your email at gmail.com. Take a photo of what you're looking at right now. Send it to me. I'd love to see where you listen to the show. It's always great to see, you know, I get pictures of fields and hills and walk to dogs and done dishes and, you know, sleeping kids in the car because, you know, when the kids are sleeping in the car and you don't want to get out of the car and you want to give them a bit of a rest, you sit there, have a little bit of a listen. It's great. I love it. And if this episode brought you value and you want to share that, please, that would really help. If you share it with someone, love you to do it. I'll speak to you Friday. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.